0: Okay so I feel so delighted there's so many things to be happy about um, one is that I'm just super glad that I got to do the yoga thing yesterday and when I say that it's like it's not like I just got to do a regular yoga thing. I got to go and do like a yoga therapy right That was like over the moon treat right It's like the difference between getting like one petal of a flower to touch versus like a whole bouquet of flowers that was just like just for you and you just got to enjoy it and you get to keep it and you know it was just like a really full experience and I really appreciated all of it so I was so grateful for my husband for supporting me to get to go through that and then I was so grateful for Melissa Redan that just allowed for that experience to be awesome. And then I was super grateful to, you know, end the day not on a beautiful note. Ooh. Is that fun to have you something you found? Yeah, you found it. Uh-huh. I'm not eating, I'm cleaning. So then it was really good to just end on a good note. I tried to go to bed at seven again. Which means that's when I start thinking, oh, I should be starting to get to bed. Yeah, but you don't give it to me. I'm cleaning right now. I'm not doing potatoes. You keep it if you're going to have it. So uh, then, um, yeah. So then we get into transition to bedtime stuff and um, getting ready for our marriage class stuff and getting to have a really good solid marriage class time oh goodness that was so much fun like why do I say it was so much fun because I guess like it was a big contrast because last week we were exposed to well I say exposed to but you know I'm just saying we were given a questionnaire to fill out talking about emotional needs and stuff right and In some ways, especially both with both me and my husband being kind of avoidant people, it was like when I first started this like little questionnaire thing, I just kind of thought, uh, this could be a recipe for deadly like conversation, right? Because it gets you to rate on a scale of one to 10 how important a need is for you. But then after that, it gives you a very honest time to be like how, how, um, how satisfied are you with the way that your spouse is fulfilling that need for you, right? And then you get to, like, rate it 1 to 10. I was like, ugh. Like, in some cases, I actually didn't even write anything because I was like, I don't really feel like it's appropriate to, like, put on a scale of however whatever. Unless, like, I kind of have it ingrained in myself. If you don't have anything nice to say, you probably shouldn't say it, right? I kind of just have that, like, ingrained in me. So then I was like, I don't even think I can answer these questions. Like, unless if I'm just like, you know, if I know that we're both in a good state to like talk about it, I don't want it to be fallen upon and then be misinterpreted in the wrong way, right? So then I was like, I don't even know how to proceed with this kind of thing. But it was so good because we did it and then we just kind of left it to just kind of settle and rest. And then after we let it settle, we came back to it as like a... Um, in like a little like marriage coaching session, and our marriage coach, Kim, she was able to really delve deep into just explaining the whole thing, right? And so as she explained it, it was really cool to see, oh, okay, I get it. So these then she went right into it. like she gave us the website and she gave us all the details about every emotional need and then you know, and then how to tell if this is like a high priority for you or not and then how to how to go about looking at seeing, oh, if my spouse has this high emotional need, so then what does that look like for me and my opportunity to be a person to get, almost like say, to get the limelight for helping fulfill that need for that, that spouse basically, right? I don't want this knife there. Um, so then that was a nice framework to be able to see it as. It was like, it's not about, you know, how much you're lacking in that area. It's not about those kinds of things, but it's more about, you know, if you have this spouse that has this need, how could you make sure that you're in the front and like you're number one in their head when they think about that need being met because you want that, right? Because they, they they spelled it out so beautifully. They're like, when you don't let yourself be um, the forefront, the person that, that grabs their attention as the person that fulfills this need for them, similar to in courtship and all that, it makes it so that they will more easily fall in love with somebody else that meets that need for them, whether they are your spouse or not, right, um, just because their needs are being met, right, um, rather than allowing you to be the one that, that gets those love, they call it like love units. I guess like there's a, like a love bank account that we all have and if we allow for somebody else to fulfill those love units for us that's not our spouse, then we fall into the risk of falling in love with the, the other person um, that is not our spouse, right? Or you know, and, and that was really key for me to just kind of like accept and be like, no, this is a priority. Right? Because I went from a place of feeling like super like, well, I don't really want to share my needs with other people, like especially myself, because I don't want them to feel bad if like maybe that need is really hard for them to meet. But in some ways, it was kind of a healthy experience to get the context of like, kind of like the whole concept that people talk about. Like, like you need to share what other people can do to serve you, because otherwise it frustrates them because they want to serve. But if you don't communicate how you want to be served, then, then they can't love you and, and meet those needs for you in a way that they want to be, like they want to be a person that helps meet those, those needs for you, right? It's not like you're being demanding, it's like it's being asked, right? So that was really cool. That was a really cool distinction for me to just like delve into and feel like, okay, I got this. I can, I can feel like this, this abundant kind of a person that, that believes that other people are happy and help, and that when I give them opportunities to see how they can help, that that is a blessing for them to get to partake in, um, and it's not like a negative thing, it's actually a very productive, healthy, happy, open dialogue kind of conversation, which was a really healing moment for me, to be like, oh. So it's okay that I have needs. Like it's okay that, you know, like I'm having a hard time meeting these needs myself already. And like if somebody else was in my life that knew that I have a hard time with this, that they could just pick up the pieces, you know? And not to feel like I'm like, you know, totally just being a dependent person and feeling like, you know, I'm just giving it all to one person to meet these needs, but like that I can I can be this active whole you know, ownership, extreme ownership kind of a person, right, That that is willing to, to be a whole person coming into it and then also giving them that space to be like, oh, well, the, here's some areas that I recognize that you've already said that you, you perpetually pretty well um, love to have help with meeting those needs, right? Um, and it's just like, in some ways, then it's just like a housekeeping thing, right? It's really just like a housekeeping conversation rather than oh, you did this, or you didn't do this, or that kind of thing, because I think I just went straight to that. When I saw this emotional questionnaire, emotional needs questionnaire, I just kind of automatically thought, oh, this is just like, this is like creating ammo for like an argument, right? But it was really neat to be able to have her walk us through it and help us see how to make it something that could be a happy, healthy, productive experience. And, and it certainly was, like it actually just was. So that was so much fun, you know? Like, it was just fascinating to me because basically you do this questionnaire and there's 10 different emotional needs. Like on each page, there's each need. And then it just kind of gets, gets you thinking how important that need is for you according to the questions that they ask. And then at the end, they, they ask you to, to rate according to your, you know, your thoughts after doing the whole questionnaire. What would you rate to be your highest need? And like, so your top five highest needs versus like out of 10, right? And then to make sure that those things are communicated with our spouse, the top 10 ones, or the top five out of 10 ones. And 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 so then we were kind of walked through how to start doing that, right? So then we can go on the website and see, oh, if these are my spouse's top five, let's learn about what that looks like to offer and support in those areas to help them in their process to meet those needs for themselves right and and be like you know be like a a great companion in supporting them right and so that was like so eye-opening i was like oh my goodness this is true adulting right like this isn't just like mickey mouse like you know like Sending Valentines to each other and giggling kind of stuff. Like this is like the real meat, right? Because like, like these were like, like the, the 10 categories were so spot on too. You know, it was everything from like her. affection to, um, um, intimacy to like honesty and all of those kinds of things. So like I'm super smitten. Cause like, cause me and my husband had like three of the same ones and then two of ours were always like different from each other's. So we had three that were the same and then two that were totally different. So that was cool. Cause the three that were the different were family commitment. The second was like, um, intimate conversations. The third was like honesty. Yeah. Um, and then the two that were different for him, his two that were different, he liked affection as well. Um, and, and then for mine that was different, I like domestic care. Me. And then, um, another one that was different for his, I'm trying to remember. Ooh. Oh, admiration was for sure up there for his. And then for me, the other one was, um, Oh, recreational companionship. (laughs) But then, especially as we were going through, it was kind of fascinating because um, there's also the sexual fulfillment, the intimacy, and then the um, physical attractiveness one. And I had like eights and tens on that one. So that means like it wasn't the top five area at like, you know, wasn't close to it. But in some ways, it was kind of an interesting experience to kind of like look at that and be like, oh, so... So, like, when I'm looking at this and seeing it, it can be a temptation because I'm avoidant, right? To be like, well, I recognize that those are areas that, you know, are easy, right? For my, like, for other people to take care of for me, right? So, like, I could just, like, change my score and and say, hey, let's just put those ones at the top, right? Because then I wouldn't be a burden to someone else for them to have to, um become any like put in any extra effort on my part to then like you know meet my needs right like those needs are already met because they're naturally good at those things right um but as we were talking it was kind of a neat conversation to just kind of draw out and be like you know it's not a bad thing if like you know we have needs that our spouse may or may not necessarily be like natural to help meet it's just not a bad thing. It's just an informative thing, right? You know, so we have something to, to help us see what can be a part of solving some of these things that we might have thought before were just perpetual things, right? What are some aspects of it that can be solvable, right? And then what are some aspects that we can just have a mutual, you know, understanding that some of them may be um, perpetual too, you know, until anything changes. And so that was just like a really neat, eye-opening conversation that I was super grateful to just be a part of, and I'm super excited to just keep going in that direction um, and just be just opening up these onion layers and just really having some very clear perspective moving forward. So I'm just, I'm super smitten, super smitten. And, like, going back again, like, I think my favorite part of the whole conversation was this part that said something like, make sure that if this need is your number one need, make sure that you exclusively make sure that that is from your spouse. That that gives you, that is the person that comes to mind always when you think of that need being met. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting way to see that. Because my top two needs were family commitment and probably the intimate conversation thing right and then same with my like with my honey it was like the intimate conversation was sure up there and then affection was up there too right so then that was really nice to just kind of see those spelled out so clearly so then it helped me see you know we need to have way more intimate conversation time because for me i need so much intimate conversation time Um, but like to have it exclusive to my spouse would mean that I only have intimate conversations like one or two times, like likely just once a day, right? So that means like I need to be way more on top of like writing letters or like, you know, just doing all of these like other things that could possibly even already hit the affection mode as well. So then the intimate conversation can also tie into the affection and and that can just be this constant like dialogue. Cause that's what we used to do right in our courting kind of phase. It was like, Oh, we would be writing each other. Like every, it seemed like every five minutes, it was probably more like once an hour kind of thing, but like, you know, that's a lot of messages back and forth. That's a lot of affection, a lot of intimate conversations going on throughout like a 24 hour period for like a good nine months. Right? Like that was a lot of love energy going on then and i'm excited to see how that can unfold in a marriage kind of situation right when one life gets busy and all of these things to like keep that perspective with like kind of like a fierceness and like a, a like a deep commitment and a deep like like kind of like a fighter kind of a mentality but like in a way that is like deeply amazing and loving and like so awesome